This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This is a Dude Studios production. And hey, I'm the dude. You know, sometimes when I'm working, I don't have a lot of time to eat or even sit down. But sometimes you just got to have something in your stomach. Otherwise, you're just going to have a rough afternoon. That's why I keep a raw Rev nutrition bar in my backpack at all times. That way, if I just need something quick to put in my stomach, I just grab it in my bag. I eat it. It's good for you. It has high-quality plant-based proteins, no soy or whey proteins. Uh, They're nutrition and diet-conscious ingredients healthy proteins, fats, and fiber, nothing artificial. And they've got a lot of these great flavors uh, like creamy peanut butter and sea salt, peanut butter, dark chocolate, and sea salt, double chocolate, brownie batter, and birthday cake, and tons of other flavors. Go check them out, www.rawrev.com. Use Hey Bartender at checkout to get 5% off your entire order. Go to www.rawrev.com and don't forget to use promo code HEYBARTENDER. Now, Laura Hope in the Arctones, would you please help me get this started? Hey, bartender, pass me a drink. Welcome back to Hey Bartender Podcast, the podcast that will never run out of inventory as long as there are people out there. I'm your host. I am Anthony. I'm your bartender for the evening. How are you all doing tonight? And, uh, you know, we got some things that we got to talk about tonight just because, um, you know, people send me emails, send me stories and stuff like that. And a couple of them um, I feel like I can get really get into. But first, as usual, people. We got to start off with uh, a drink special. Now, I found this drink special on cocktailbuilder.com. This is called the Bad News Bear. Uh, and it's very simple, very easy to make. Uh, it's one ounce of vodka, two ounces of fruit punch, one ounce of Jägermeister, and four to six ounces of Mountain Dew Pitch Black. Wow. Yeah, that I bet it looks like a really cool cocktail. Of course... They tell you the ingredients that go in it, but it doesn't tell you really anything. It just says, stir the ingredients and serve in a cup. Okay, this person obviously wasn't a bartender because we don't serve cups and bars. We serve in glasses, and we have various different size of cups and or glasses. And, you know, we got your rocks glass, you got your buckets, you got your pint glass. Suppose uh, something with that many, that much ingredients, four to six ounces of Mountain Dew pitch black, if you can even get that anymore. Uh, I suppose that would probably all go in a pounder. So go, so go out and, uh, bartenders and put that up on your drink special boards and let your customers tell you what you think it is. And let me know what your customers think about, uh, about these drinks that I keep telling you about. Uh, all you have to do is just email me dude at Hey, bartender podcast.com, or you can message me on any of the social medias, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. 
All of those are at Hey Bartender Podcast. Or if you're the type of person that still has a book of stamps laying around somewhere in your apartment or house, mail me something for crying out loud. All you have to do is just send it to P.O. Box 12148, Odessa, Texas, 79768. You know, people don't really send really cool stuff in the mail anymore so you know uh you know send me something i'm i get bored from time to time and i want stuff to read on my podcast or stuff to show off that i got on tiktok i want to promote you guys uh, you want to send me a t-shirt of your bar or a coaster from your bar you know or anything like that it's something small something big uh something naughty so go ahead and send it to me. The, the naughtier probably won't make it on uh, TikTok or anything like that because I don't want to hurt their terms of usage or whatever that bullshit is. So, you know, just too many, uh, too many of my listeners and too many of the guests that I've had in my show have gone through the whole bit where they get banned off TikTok for a little while, and really they don't do anything. And some of the people I even follow, they even get accused of bullying and stuff like that you know what uh i'm for those of you who are on tiktok i'm before i get into today's main subject i'm going to tell you something right now there was a time when i was on tiktok where i got bullied but it wasn't because of the content creator it was because of her fans now this woman gorgeous gorgeous brunette she great body great curves wears wear these tight dresses likes uh like to dance and uh i sent her well she actually posted a uh, proposed a question what would you like to see me in and i told her i think you would look amazing in an evening gown and a fur coat and i thought that you know nothing of it and plus she already had like seventy five thousand comments or probably not that many she had dozens dozens of comments but she managed to find mine the comment that i made and her next video consisted of her saying, I'll wear an evening gown and a fur coat when you wear an evening gown and a fur coat. And then all of a sudden, I started receiving a whole bunch of emails or messages on TikTok uh, from people uh, you know, harassing me, saying, uh, saying uh, when are you going to put on the uh, dress and the fur coat? Uh, uh, don't, uh, don't bother this woman. I'm deathly in love with her. And, you know, just all this stuff, I mean, like at 20 messages in, in an hour. And I had to do something about it because, uh, you know, I'm, I, I don't want to receive that shit all day long. And it, it was simple. She's a beautiful woman. She's one of those women that deserves to be taken out on a night on the town, Broadway show, nice dinner, evening gown, fur coat. Okay. Optional doesn't have to be a real fur coat. That's cruel. But, uh, but it was just one of those things where I tried to pay a compliment and it backfired on me because lots, uh, lots of times I don't even realize what I say could be construed as not a compliment. You know, I didn't think that she would take it offensive that I would like to her for her to dress up in a nice evening gown. I don't understand it sometimes, but you people, TikTok users keep this in mind. Most of you content create creators, it's not you. It's not the creations that you put on TikTok. It's your fans. It's your followers. Your followers, there are some schmucks out there on social media that their sole purpose in life is to 
shoot down people that uh, uh, that are content creators. That they got a good thing going, then they got to get on there and uh, somebody's got to get on there and talk shit about them. That's their whole lot in life. I've never been so disgusted in my life as what happened to Zelda Williams after Robin Williams died. People were just pounding her, saying, your dad wasn't even that funny. And even worse things that I just refuse to repeat because I'm a huge fan of Robin Williams, and I was, I went into a deep depression when I heard he passed away. and But I pulled myself out of it because... I figured, you know, you can't uh, let yourself go into a de- depression. You've got to be happy. And I know how hard this world is to live in, but you might as well do it with a smile. And I also felt selfish about it. Robin Williams uh, passed away because of extreme depression. And what do I have right to be depressed about? Depressed that he passed away? No. I you know I woke up one day and I said there's no point in me to being depressed that he passed away. It's time to celebrate his life. It's time to go listen to his comedy albums. It's time to go watch a couple of his movies, and you know pirate Mork and Mindy off the internet and watch a couple of episodes of that. That was the coping mechanism that I had to go uh, that I did because. Uh, because it was depressing. He's one of my favorite comedians of all time. But when you got people attacking his family and saying the most rude and obnoxious things, it it's just sad. And this is I it's all has to do with social media because people can do this without a face. They are a voice without a face. 20 years ago, when I was bartending, you couldn't do these things like that. I mean, nobody had smartphones. We were all working off the Nokia 5100 series. The term cancel, cancel culture really didn't exist. The way you cancel somebody or something, you stop going there. You stop talking to that person. Much simpler life back then, instead of uh, basically standing on top of the world with a goddamn megaphone and talking shit about every damn thing you can. I mean, you know... Uh, what what's his name uh jimmy kimmel has uh celebrities actually reading mean tweets and some of the stuff that the mean tweets they're pretty harsh but luckily the celebrities that he brings on the show to do that bit they have a good sense of humor about it most of the time at least but when you think about it back in the early 2000s uh you know everybody's rocking the nokia 5100 series you had, you had to pay uh, on what was it like 17 cents per text message that you sent uh, in, uh only people that had computers were able to get on MySpace. myspace i never jumped on the friendster uh bandwagon but on myspace it really wasn't that bad people were trying to meet other people it was a new way to go seek out new people instead of hanging out in bars or uh trying to hang out at the mall or all that sort of thing Stories didn't, people were trying to promote themselves back then saying, hey, I'm, uh, I'm this person, who are you? And it was simple. But social media, as uh, time goes by, has become a outlet for people to speak their minds. They finally realized, oh, I can say whatever I want on here and nobody can stop me. And some, some of the people try to hide behind the whole uh, free speech thing. But 
some of you people actually say some really bad stuff, and it's really not an opinion. You're just out to hurt somebody. Back in the early 2000s, if you wanted to hurt somebody in the bar, you had to show up at the bar and make a complete ass out of yourself. And, like, uh, there was one girl. They She went home with a guy one night. She thought she really liked him, but he really couldn't handle uh, the way she was. I don't know the whole story. Maybe he's you know, maybe he was just a jerk and wanted a one-night stand. I don't know. I don't know the whole story. And to this day, I will never uh, know the whole story. So all of you people that are sitting back thinking that I'm uh, siding with the man, siding with the woman, get over yourselves right now. This is just a story, and it's a true story. Uh, all of a sudden, one night, I overhear them yelling, having a yelling match out in the parking lot. And he's trying to get away from her. He's walking around the parking lot trying to get away from her, uh, just... Uh, he's saying, look, leave me alone, leave me alone, please leave me alone. And I hear her faintly, I thought it was the TV, say, I know you want to hit me. Just hit me. Come on. I know you want to hit me. And unfortunately, he decided to say, okay, and uh, clocked her. Now, here's, uh, here's what happened next before I give my opinion on that. He clocked her. And out of nowhere comes four guys that tackled him and beat him to a bloody pulp. And, you know, I was talking about it with my friends a little bit later. And uh, there, uh, you know, the guy, he uh, he got knocked down. And then some other guys started kicking him in the ribs. One guy kicked him in the face. I mean, it, his face was hugely swollen uh, when the police and the paramedics got there. And... Uh, the and the girl had a black eye and so i'm just standing there going what the fuck shit like this doesn't happen all the time and we managed to pull everybody away from each other and it um i was sitting there discussing it with my fellow bartenders afterwards and they were uh sitting there saying that it was complete bullshit you do not hit somebody when they're down and I, uh, then they looked at me as if I was going to sit there and agree with them. And I looked at him and said, I don't hit anybody. You know, I don't, I wouldn't have hit, uh, hit the girl. So that would have avoided four guys jumping on me. And if I was part of those four guys, I wouldn't have joined in because I don't, I don't fight. I don't, you know, I mean, nowadays I take martial arts. I, um, little bit of Kaji, uh, I take Kajakimbo with a little bit of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, but I have no plan in any time in this world to ever use it, uh, and hopefully don't have to, but I have it. It's on, it's in my belt. It's brown, by the way, and it's yeah, it's some knowledge that I have in the back of my head, but it's you know more along the lines of meditation. It helps me with anxiety a little bit, but uh, it's. It all comes down to, uh, you know, the violence. And uh, that's well, that came to the cancel culture, which means that if you get in a fight in my bar, you are automatically 86. You are never coming back. And I don't care what you do, who you bribe, or if you've gone through treatment, you are not coming back into the bar. That was cancel culture. But now people use social media to uh, embarrass other people. And 
uh, back in the early 2000s, you couldn't get on social media to uh, embarrass as many people as possible. You had to do that in the bar in front of uh, God and everybody. And uh, you know, you see people go on dates. Or, you know, you know, two two people they were they were together as a couple for three to six months, and then all of a sudden they break up for whatever reason, and uh, all of a sudden they got they feel like they one person in that relationship feels like. I've got to get even with them. I've got to make them jealous. So what I'm, what I got to do, I got to find somebody and act like I'm on a date in the bar that they frequent. Dear God, have some respect for yourself. It, I mean, true. It becomes uncomfortable. The, the, the bar that you both hung out at is now whoever is there first that night. I mean, one of you can say, I can't go there because they might be there. Uh, but so, uh, then you see these people that have this vendetta. I got to get even. And so it, it makes the whole thing uncomfortable, which leads to people getting into a fight or argument. And not to mention the person that they brought there on a date feels used as fuck. I mean, just, they're like, oh, I thought we were going to go out for a nice night, and you're here to make that person jealous. Yay. Okay, so, um, yeah, uh, this isn't going to happen anymore. And cause I've seen people get used dozens of times, both male and female, and just so they can, for the sole purpose of making somebody jealous. Nowadays, you they post hundreds of thousands of pictures on social media, and make sure that their significant other, previous significant other, can see it. And uh, then there's a yelling match over social media. But nobody ever anymore has the balls to actually have a face-to-face conversation and work stuff out. No, it's a complete vendetta. I've got to make this person jealous. I've got to make them angry. That, uh, in order to justify why uh, I why the person couldn't date them anymore or something like that. And it, you know, it's, you know, nobody has a face anymore. We're all going to end up like those people in the floaty chairs on Wally, where we talk to these computer screens or type what we're sa- thinking and saying all the time. <laughs> I'm saying all this stuff and I'm, I'm doing a podcast, but you know, at least when, uh, back in the early two thousands, when I was bartending, you could, uh, you know, you had people that said, are they here? Okay, they're not here. Give me a beer. And then if you end up drunk, drunk test, texting or if the other person shows up and you say something stupid, it's easy. Blame it on the alcohol. You know, yeah, well, I'm sorry. I was drunk that night. And uh, the bartender's just sitting there shaking their head going, dear God. But, uh, uh, you know, the bartender will not get involved in that sort of thing. At least I never did. I just used to sit there and people watch and watch all chaos happen. And, you know, up to a point, of course, if uh looked like there was going to be a standoff, yeah, I'd jump out in the middle and say, okay, you people really need to think about what you're doing. But yeah, it's, uh, you know, and that's dangerous, you know, uh, to get in between two people that are fighting. But as long as they are civil about it, I never felt like I needed to get in the middle of it, okay? They're talking. If they, uh, the volume gets a little bit too loud, I tell them to take it outside. 
And in some cases, I sat back and thought, once they're outside, it's no longer my problem anymore. And, uh, yeah, it was my problem because uh, usually the police would take a report and say, ask the person who's who just got arrested, where'd you come from? And then they say uh, the name of the bar that I work at. And then the Liquor Control Commission starts sending sting operations to make sure that I'm not serving minors or over-serving people. Yeah, that, that was fun. But everybody now has a voice, even the introverts like me. Uh, if I wanted to uh, wanted to say something about some various thing that happened on TV, uh, all I have to do is just type it in on my phone. I don't even have to go home wait to wait till I get to my computer. There's no cool off period anymore. Sure, when I was bartending, there was probably a cool off period when I saw the customers walk in the door. They might have been really mad when they left their apartment, but by the time they got to the bar, they they've already cooled down a little bit. If the person wasn't there that they were there to pick on, they've cooled down a little bit more until that person shows up. Or if they never show up, they forgot why they were they were there uh, to be angry because they ended up hanging out with some people and got happy. You know, it the magic of going somewhere to have fun to be social. Yeah, that's uh, that's what it's all about. And because you know everybody needs a cool down period. I mean. Even when I was bartending, I'd get these people that would pick on me, you know, say uh, say uh, things like, uh, uh, "Why don't you get a real job?" or uh, "You think you're uh, you're uh, you're you're just a bartender," or "You're uh, if you really wanted to do something with your life, you would uh, you wouldn't be a bartender or a server." Okay, yeah, those things would get on my get on my nerves, but you know. 15-minute break, two cigarettes and a Coca-Cola later, I'm fine. I'll just get right back at it, and I'm back to smiling, and hopefully that customer's left by then. Because, you know, customers uh, that start picking on you, if you start to show weakness, they'll pick on you harder. And you can't show weakness, but you also have to stick up for yourself. And, you know, when when they say, why don't you get a real job, you're actually almost forced to say, what? I love it here just to get them off your back. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with uh, loving your job. I've talked to dozens of people uh, doing this podcast, and they, they're just like, you know what? I just love being a bartender. I just love being a server. I get to talk to so many people and make some so many friends, and I get to be creative behind the bar, and uh, or people work on their jokes for their stand-up routine, or, you know, it, it's... There's all sorts of upsides of uh, being a bartender that every single one of you that listens to this show should be proud about. Don't don't sit there and uh, think that you're going to that you're ruining your life like some people try to treat you. You are you you are making money. You are got a roof over your head. You got a car. Hopefully, maybe I don't know. Some people ride their bike to work. I don't know. Uh, you got a mode of transportation and. Some of you out there are in a relationship. You are actually doing better than a lot of people out there. So there's no reason for you to feel bad about what your position in life is. You, you've you got everything you absolutely need right at that point in time. The most important things for a person to survive is a roof over their heads, food, and um, mode of transportation that uh, that's a luxury 
you know, let's, even though everybody on this planet nowadays sits back and thinks I have to have a car, it's actually a luxury here, people. And, uh, you know, you live close enough to work. You can walk to work. You can ride to work, uh, uh, skateboard to work and, you know, and, you know, still have nothing but a smile on your face, the food and a roof on, on your head and good friends. That's all you need in this life. And, uh, you know, if you are the type of person that sits back and thinks I need more, I need, well, in order to survive, I need to buy a Honda Civic that I can turn into something that they would use on Fast and the Furious 10. Uh, if that makes you happy, yeah, go for it. But the stuff you absolutely need, just roof over your head, some food and good friends. Just remember when you're uh, when you're bringing in new friends, uh, put them through a trial period. Make sure that they can fit within your uh, within your group within your lifestyle because some people can be that type of friend that can bring everybody down, or the person that's overly crazy and you just can't handle being around them. But all of a sudden you feel like you're stuck with them. No, if they're bringing you down in one way or another, you don't need them because. You will notice when you're serving, when you're bartending, if that person shows up, it affects your work. It affects your personality. And the personality is what uh, gets you the good tips, what gets you uh, the regular customers. And, uh, you know, if that person automatically just brings you down no matter what, you need to find a way to separate yourself from that person. Because it not only will it affect your work, it'll affect your life. And uh, yes, uh, I was listening to another podcast earlier uh, earlier this week, and sh- she was talking about being a people pleaser. It was uh, uh, Vicky. She was on the show uh, a little while ago. She has a uh, she has a podcast now called Peace, Toast, and Jam. Now, if you enjoyed her when she was on Hey Bartender Podcast, you will love her podcast. I'm giving her a shout-out. And you people know I don't give shout-outs to other podcasts very often. But, uh, you know, being a people pleaser, that's what I was. I thought that's how to get people to like me. And after a while, it's just all of a sudden one day I'm like, I'm drained. And, I, you know, they, they call me up and say, um, come pick me up. We're, um, come pick me up. We're going out to the bar and I'd just be like, okay. And I, I drive, I'd be the designated driver. And, you know, after a while, it's just like, I'm drained. I can't handle this anymore. And, but I didn't have the balls to tell him at the time, you know, you know what? No, I'm taking the night off. I'm going to sit at home. I'm going to binge watch something on TV because back then it was binge watching. Uh, you had to go buy the entire season on DVD. I think it was twenty four. Uh, the first season of twenty four. I felt like I needed to binge watch. And uh, you know, I'm going to stay home. I'm going to watch TV. You can go out and have fun. But she doesn't go out and have fun because I was the one that was available to go pick her up, and so she can go to the bar and have a good time. Make some guy jealous that she's hanging out with another guy. Yeah, completely draining. Hey, bartender. You know what? After years of trying to find the best deals on mobile services, I found that 
Though the contracts can be difficult and expensive. Then I found out about Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile offers for as little as $15 a month unlimited talk and text and a data plan that best suits you. So after hearing about that, I immediately thought, what's the catch? You know what? There isn't one. Mint Mobile is the first fully running cell phone company that runs completely off the internet, and they save you money by cutting the costs of a lot of unnecessary stuff like buildings and kiosks and pass that savings on to you. All Mint Mobile plans come with unlimited talk and text plus high-speed data on the largest 5G network. Use your existing phone or keep and keep your own phone number with all your personal information on it. Or if you need a new phone, you can get that too. Follow the link in my social media bio and find a plan that works for you at Mint Mobile. Hey, Wow, I wasn't expecting to go on a rant like that for 27 minutes. But the thing that I uh, originally wanted to talk to you guys about today on this podcast, this just in. This story is making it all across the news. It's gone viral. It's gone technicolor, whatever you want to call it. Apparently, this bartender in Las Vegas is bartending one night, and a man and a woman came in there and held them up at gunpoint and demanded the money Let's let, well, let's just read the article. A barman said he was given the ultimatum to reimburse the money stolen at gunpoint or be fired from his job. If that headline doesn't piss you off uh, automatically, I don't know what will. The armed robbery occurred in a bar in western Las Vegas Valley on December 4th, 2020. According to the Las Vegas Review Journal, the Metropolitan Police Department said in a statement at the time, a male showed a handgun at employees before the suspect fled the business with the money taken from the business. So there's this guy, he's waving a gun around saying, give me your dough. And he got the money and he left. Now the bartender who was working that night did exactly what he was instructed. He, uh, because I will always tell all of you guys, if somebody comes in, points a gun at you, says, give me your dough, ask him if they want a bag. Do not try to be a hero. Do not try to save your company money. It's uh, just give it to them. Don't even think twice about it. Don't sit back and think, okay, I'm going to do this really cool roundhouse kick, kick the uh, kick the gun out of their hand, and uh, then I'm going to do a uh, do a punch to the gut, knock them down to the ground, arm bar. No, don't even sit back and don't even think about that. Ask them if, if they want a bag. Put it in the bag. And give it to him. Now, this guy's employer said to him, "Okay, now that you uh, now that we've been robbed, you either pay back the money that we lost that night, or you're fired." Isn't that ridiculous? Okay, now he he posted this on several uh, on uh, Vegas bartenders and servers Facebook page that this is what happened, and on. Twitter, he said, I was given the choice to pay back the money that was stolen or keep my job or get fired. True story. Now, there is plenty of evidence, according to this article, saying that there is plenty uh, of evidence that of who it was. In fact, the person was caught. They stole $3,937.35, and, and this guy's manager, after the person was caught, basically uh, said... 
pay this back or you're fired. And now this guy's sitting here on Facebook saying, I'm ashamed to say that I was terrified of losing my great paying job during a chaotic time in America and chose to pay back the money and stay employed. I will regret that choice for years to come. Let's, let's talk about that for a few minutes. I tell you guys every time, if a person comes in and says, give me all the money in the register, give them all the fucking money in the register. Do not ask questions because if you decide to go all Jackie Chan, Jet Li, Bruce Lee on them and try to get the gun out of their hand, you increase the risks of hurting yourself or some one of your customers, somebody else, a hundredfold. Do not delude yourself in thinking, okay, I go to the gym every night. I, I can uh, I can deadlift 300 pounds. I can take this guy out. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm going to do it. No, you're putting yourself in danger and you're putting the lives of your customers in danger. You want that person out of there as soon as possible. And the quickest way to get him out of there is to give him the damn money. That way you're safe. Your customers are safe. Your coworkers are safe. No job on this God green earth is worth your life. I, I cannot think of one job at all that is worth you dying for or getting hurt for. I mean, it's, it, it's insane the way, uh, uh, the way this story happened. Now, uh, the big, the big thing about this is this guy caved and he said, it's a high paying job. I got to keep my job. So I'm going to pay back the money. I think he agreed to like $300, $300 a month installments. So for the next 11 months, this guy's going to be paying back his employer for the money that was lost during the robbery. Keep in mind people that if if you get robbed, uh, you do not have to pay back anybody. I want you to remember that. Ingrain that in your head. Uh, and b- if you are robbed, that money is gone. You do not have to pay it back. It's not your responsibility to make sure that that money's there. Because the place was robbed and your boss has insurance. Insurance will give them all the money back that they lost. And it's, um, I mean, there there is technicalities here. I, I t- actually took a minute to look this up. Give me a second here. Um, the only reason why on this God green earth that you would have to pay back money lost to an employer, uh, it's let, let's see what it says here. Uh, can you require an empl- uh, employee to pay for lost uh, losses due to theft? It says here, federal law does not explicitly prohibit requiring employees to pay for employers' losses. Employers are elect, are allowed to deduct employees' wages for walkouts, break at, uh, breakage, or cash register shortages. Okay, it says, it does say here, it does, uh, the uh, federal law does not explicitly prohibit uh, employees to return money because of theft. But... You know what? If your employer treats you like that and expects you to be responsible for something that, uh, like robbery, your life was in danger. What what did the manager expect you to jump out in front of the gun, tackle the guy? No, you got family. You've got uh, you got to take care of yourself. You want to be able to go home the same way that you uh, went got to work. 
Not to mention that this guy, during the robbery, or after the robbery, he's probably suffering some severe anxiety problems, maybe even a little bit of depression, because it's a scary situation when you're getting robbed. you got somebody with a lethal weapon pointing at you, and you don't want to get hurt, you don't want anybody around you to get hurt. So my thought would be, is if... No, uh, I mean, this guy said, decided, okay, this is a high-paying job. I need to keep this job. Dude, you live in Las Vegas. There are tons and tons of bartending jobs in the city limits. There's got to be, uh, there's got to be other openings in places paying just as good. And odds are your regular customers will follow you to wherever you go as long as you let them know. But your boss has insurance so he can mark that up as a loss it's not it's not your fault that they got robbed and uh and it's not and truthfully it's not your responsibility to make sure that that money stays in there you go to any bank in america and uh and banks get robbed all the time uh in a couple lifetimes ago i used to work uh in a bank alarm center and there were robberies constantly two three a day and it, there was always phone calls, and we had to get descriptions of what happened. And uh, and the tellers behind these federally insured banks never had to pay back the money that uh, that they gave over to the person with the weapon. So why treat our bartenders and servers like that? You know, if I was that bartender, and the all you know after suffering the anxiety and stress of, uh, and probably PTSD a little bit of being robbed. You know, if my manager came up to me and said, uh, pay me back or you're fired, I would have just said later. Uh, because I know that later on, I'm going to be having problems. Certain people looking a certain way, uh, I know that's uh, profiling. Profiling's wrong. But people come in, certain way move a certain way do something that image is going to come back into my head and it's going to freak me out and going to cause anxiety and uh so i would uh if i was if i was that guy no matter how much the job paid i know i can get another job somewhere else it's not going to be hard i mean granted in las vegas i'm sure that there are a lot of bartenders that uh have been sitting in the same spot for years because when you, when you're a bartender or a server and you have uh, good customers, you make good money, you tend to camp out there that becomes home. And so it becomes a little tough. You have to wait for somebody to quit in order to get the position you want sometimes. uh, But sometimes you're going to have to lower your standards just a little bit. Sure. You were the main bartender at uh, that one bar that you were at, and if you quit the job, you can get another job, but you might have to be a barback for a little while. So what? You have to be a barback for a little while, and uh, eventually you can make your way back up to the head of the bar. Little hard work, a little determination. You think about it, you've done it before. You can do it again. And maybe some of you right now are probably saying, but Anthony, it took so long to get where I am right now. You know, what's a little hard work? Uh, you know, Get that out of your head. You got uh, everything you have to start at the beginning somewhere. 
Every time you leave a job, you got to start at the beginning. Every time you move into a new house, new apartment, you got to start all over again. There's nothing wrong with that. And uh, sure, uh, you might feel a little bit of tedium here and there, but just set yourself a goal. Keep that goal in your head and you will make it. I mean, as long as you don't lose track of where you want to be, you will get there. And it's it's just, I'm trying, I make it sound pretty simple. You know, technically it kind of is. Of course, if that guy quit the job, probably his boss would, uh, uh, probably would have sued him for the money that was lost for that robbery. I wonder how that court case would turn out. Yeah, guess we're going to have to keep watching the news. It, uh, this story is going to probably get buried uh, deep uh, to a tag on a YouTube channel later, and we'll never hear about it again. But, you know, people, this is your bartender speaking. If you get threatened like that where they say either pay back the money that was stolen or you're fired, just walk out. Turn uh, turn around and just walk. There's tons of other jobs out there, and you know, take you know, you know if you want uh, you want to have some fun, make them fire you so you can collect unemployment. But uh, because I'm sure the unemployment agency would act kind of like me, where they're like, you fired them because they you were robbed and they weren't and they wouldn't return uh, they wouldn't pay you back for it. Did they rob the place themselves? Well, no, uh, no, they're getting unemployment. And so, uh, you know, it's, it's hard enough in this day and age. I mean, some of you people out there, I'm sure are scared to death. You do the wrong thing and you won't be, uh, and you'll lose your job because, uh, you know, everybody suffered this last year, uh, being unemployed because the restaurants were closing down because of the pandemic and, uh, we were isolated from each other but there like i said in a couple episodes ago people there are tons of jobs out there restaurants are even putting job postings on linkedin for bartenders and servers and line cooks and dishwashers and you can uh you can get any one of those jobs it's uh it's that easy and yeah some of you a little pessimistic i'm sure because i've been right where you're at where after i got fired from a job i sit back and think for a good week to up to a month or two and thinking my uh i screwed up my life is over i'll never be able to get another job again with this record but i've always gotten back on my feet and you can too don't let your manager treat you like that. It is not worth working there if they treat you like that. All right, people, it is last call, last call for alcohol. Come on up and get something you like and drink it quick because we're closing soon. Hey, if you want to uh, go check out more stuff about uh, Hey Bartender Podcast, you know, go check out some of the swag I got on sale or even past episodes, head on over to www.heybartenderpodcast.com. And if you remember, if you guys want to get a hold of me, if you have a story to tell, you want to be on the show, all you have to do is contact me. You can either email me, dude, at heybartenderpodcast.com, or you can message me on any of the social medias, Instagram, Facebook, or TikTok. It's all at Hey Bartender Podcast. Or if you're into snail mail, 
Uh, you can mail me something at P.O. Box 12148, Odessa, Texas, 79768. Keep in mind, people, uh, coming up this October, on October 1st, exactly, actually, if you don't follow me on TikTok, you will want to follow me on TikTok. I think I'll probably put them on YouTube also. I'm going to do a series of haunted bars and restaurants uh, across the United States. You will want to watch this because I'm going to try to hit as many states as I can once a day all through October. It's been a lot of fun. I've got some of these set up already you will want to catch it. So make sure to look for it either on YouTube or join TikTok and follow Hey Bartender Podcast. Not only is Anthony, that that would be me, your bartender, I am also the host of this show. I am the editor. I am the producer. I am the king dingling of this show. But my uh, my music, that all comes from Laura Hope and the Arctones. Go check out their stuff either on Bandcamp.com or their website, laurahopeandthearctones.com. Uh, they've got some great music, and they just released a new album just recently, so go check that out. Except for the outro music. That's Big Bad Voodoo Daddy. Don't tell them I'm using their music. I don't want to get sued. Remember to take care of yourselves out there, people. It's uh, Things are getting back uh, to what is considered normal. I don't believe in normal. I believe everybody out there is abnormal, and that what's... That's what makes the world interesting to me. So, as usual, at the end of every show, I just got to wish you all lots of love, lots of sex, lots of happiness. And remember, don't take any shit from anyone. Good night. What do you mean it's let's go? I just got here.